Are you a frequent lover? Join our brand new loyalty program. You get discounts on your birthday, anniversary, and your partner's birthday. Plus, you're in the know when we have really amazing VIP sales and promotions. More romance, more intimacy, more often, lovers and Going on right now in store and online while supplies last. Spend a hundred dollars or more, you get a free satisfier toy. It's great to try. See if you like that air pulsation that is so popular lately. More romance, more intimacy, more often. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Intimacy Advisor Podcast. My name is Haley, I'm a romance specialist in our stores, an intimacy expert online, and the host of our podcast, which is all about love, relationships, sex, and today about therapy too, which is something that is absolutely near and dear to my heart. Often it doesn't exactly get discussed, and if it does, it has kind of this negative feeling or vibe when therapy in relationships or couples therapy or even sometimes individual therapy is brought up and today we're not going to let that happen. We're going to have a positive attitude towards it and we're going to talk about the really true and amazing benefits for couples therapy or any therapy that involves relationships and sex. So I see, well, and, and I hear very often that when an individual in a partnership wants to go to therapy. It's usually not reciprocated by the other person. That person that doesn't exactly want to go, we don't need that, they don't believe in it maybe, and it could be something internalized in them that they're feeling like they're failing the relationship or they're not doing enough and maybe they were the one and they know that like maybe I am causing a problem and I don't need to be told I was wrong or have this really negative feeling about talking out their own issues or Maybe they don't want to be honest with their person or themselves about what's happening. Maybe they feel like they're not doing enough or that they're doing something wrong. And just like individual therapy, when stuff gets really overwhelming in your life, you know, it happens to everybody. It's not a failure on yourself. It's really natural as a human that you can get overwhelmed and stressed. Or maybe if you even have a mental health handicap that you can benefit from a therapist's work relationships are the exact same. The truth is, in a relationship, there is a lot to do. You feel pressured and you, you know, you obviously have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of your partner. If you have kids, that's a whole nother stress. You have a job or maybe your partner has a job or maybe one of you doesn't work and you have stuff to balance. Everyone has extracurricular things that they enjoy And now you're in a partnership, so you have to worry about dating them and surprising them and keeping them on their toes and having great sex and keeping people involved. And there's just a lot that goes into a happy partnership and both an emotional and sexual connection. It is extremely natural to not be able to hold up pieces of the union at any given time. So I just like, my heart goes to people that feel like, well, couples therapy isn't for me. It's like, it's it's really, really for everybody because you are a human and sometimes we are not the greatest at 
being a partner or we want individual time to ourselves or we do like lack in different areas at any given time in our lives just depending on what else is going on and sometimes we're really strong and before things go bad when they're still good in a relationship and maybe you have a little annoyances or something before that turns into resentment that's when you go to therapy. There are always these peaks and valleys that are in relationships. And especially now that I'm about to get married, I hear it all the time, you know, peaks and valleys. I feel like that's a really common analogy. And it's really true. Not to mention there's also this like added stress because everyone's working in the digital age. So there is a lot of distraction with social media interruptions or just having a really hard time breaking from work to give attention like to your partner or elsewhere that you need it in your life. And that is becoming all the more common. So therapy's bad rep is because people find they go to therapy, couples therapy, when it gets really bad in the relationship. But if you're going, like I said, you know, when things are going well, and you're maintaining your effort or if one person isn't feeling like committed to or effort isn't being made, then your communication skills are going to lack. Your intimacy is going to lack. Your sex could lack. The money thing could lack. The kids could lack from maybe one partner or another. So it's a like it's a union. Like you are two individual humans and not only are you going to make a mistake by yourself, but you could make a mistake with that person that's supposed to be the closest person to you, especially if there's a lot of commitment in your relationship, which I think is, you know, what I would be talking about today. Obviously, I don't think that you would go to therapy with somebody that you're just seeing as a friends with benefits type of situation. Like you would go to therapy with somebody that you want a complete love with. Don't use couples therapy as a last ditch effort to save a relationship rather than like a a therapist should be like a coach that you would use for anything so just kind of like if like let's say you got like an event coordinator for a party or wedding or something or a personal trainer for the gym like any person that would listen to your goals in the end and like help you strive to get there that is what a therapist is it's true for any therapy but it's really incredible for a couple's therapist because you could each have goals that you don't even know are very similar like usually a couples therapist they sit you down and they're like okay why are you here and I don't know I don't know you know if you're both like really shy but one person would be well I just want to be happy you know I just want to be happy in my relationship and this is what's lacking for me and being really open and being able to say that to a person and maybe it's just such a different environment than talking one-on-one with your husband wife you know, whatever partner that you have, it's it makes you more ready to tackle any obstacles that are in front of you. So it's a great thing to just practice. You know, if, I hope that this episode helps if someone's on the fence about it or even if you're on the fence of asking your partner, hey, I think we should go to therapy, like send them this episode because it, I, I go to therapy for myself, I go to therapy for my relationship and literally my life has changed. (laughs) I feel like I've been going to therapy for like my whole life. My mom was really into it growing up and it's made me like realize as I get older, especially getting into my 30s that like a lot of my friendships and relationships that I've had in the past where they're more closed down to therapy or people that I've talked to that are older than me and have never gone to therapy. It's like I feel 
a little bit better with communication skills and I hope that someone else could benefit from that as well. But when you're in therapy, it's a lot different than a blame game. Like it could be if someone in the relationship, you know, maybe doesn't do the laundry or if your sex is like lackluster lately. Therapy is going to teach communication skills and personal exercises to be the best you you can be. And you don't need to feel judged and you're really open to having the safe space to work on things that don't need to sit on the back burner of your relationship because if that happens, that's where resentment is usually going to begin. And if you're already in that phase of resenting your partner for not, you know, doing things that you've asked them to or if you feel like you are getting loaded way too much up on your plate and you're watching them kind of live a happy life, I'm sorry, but like the human qualities in you are going to make you resent that person and that's okay. But knowing that and being able to talk about it and both you and your partner knowing that changes have to happen, I'm like, that that is amazing to admit and to work through and to work forward. So if you've been considering therapy or if you just don't know if that should be your next step, let's say there's been like even small things in your relationship, like let's say you said, I am always cleaning and I don't feel like it's reciprocated around the house. And maybe now you start to notice more and more when your partner starts to make a mess and you, let's say you tried to even talk to them about it, but you don't see any changes happening. That's when you should go to therapy. That's when it's going to help you. As early as that in your relationship, it could be that you just moved in together and now it's maybe a month or two down the line. It doesn't need to be some dramatic experience like a partner doesn't need to cheat or a partner doesn't need to admit I've been unhappy for a long time or you know of course therapy couples therapy helps in huge hurdles like that but when you go into therapy for something really dramatic like that it's like okay we're gonna see you every week for 6 to 12 18 weeks you know something like that but when you start to go and you're like generally things are really good this is what my goal is for our relationship. That's the perfect time to start going because these small things that you start to kind of shrug off that upset you or are hurting your relationship and you're shrugging them off like, eh, it's a part of life. It's, it can be better communicated in therapy. And sometimes I understand 1000% that just because you love a person and you experience that closeness with them, that intimacy, great sex, whatever it could be, that communication skills are not always going hand in hand with commitment and love and trust and understanding. Communication is a crazy tool that people believe that they're really good at, but it's so much more than talking. So, you know, like I kind of mentioned earlier, I do go to therapy. I go to therapy by myself. Me and my partner go to therapy. You know, my personal therapy looks quite a bit different than my couple's therapy. I have some fears and phobias that my therapist helps me manage. And I've been doing couples therapy for about nine months into my relationship. And we've been together for two years and we are set to get married. So we don't go every week for the past two years. But, you know, because of the way that I was raised, I go to therapy exactly the same way that I would see a doctor. I go maybe every six months to a year and when you're sick or it gets too chaotic 
you know, you go to a doctor and when life starts to get really stressful or a relationship has hills or valleys, (laughs) then that's when you go to the therapist. You go every now and then, but when there's a problem, you go when you need to. And that communication that you practice is absolutely being able to learn to have transparency between another person and yourself and understanding their needs and being there for them. It's very, very healthy for any person in a relationship or, you know, that could be listening, but that's fighting therapy. Like, go. (laughs) That's all I can say. Go. And if you have some grievances or something that you're worried about coming up in therapy, I encourage you to send me an email and you know, if you're not ready to go, then it's not the time because if you can't be honest and vulnerable and very transparent yet, then you need to do a little bit of soul searching, remember what commitment that you're making because some people, they've already had enough of a relationship and their their choice is no longer a commitment. They want an exit which is okay completely like if you need to end a relationship it's not so black and white like there are very many gray areas for people that you know some people would say I could never be with somebody that cheated on me some people have real like addictions um to gambling drugs anything like that and when that line is crossed again like they are out and there are all these different things from your personal experience that could really hinder if the commitment is worth it or not for you in the long term and you know if you are struggling I offer you a safe space you can always reach out to me if you're thinking about going to therapy but I'm I'm gonna be honest what I might say is yeah you should probably go (laughs) but think about if you're on the fence why are you in a relationship is it for sex is it for love intimacy closeness your children money family companionship and is it for communication we as human beings all want happiness we crave affection and we want to be desired and if you think about how much effort a baby needs (laughs) we were all babies at some point and the need for love never leaves us so why would you not want to love and be loved the way that your person also needs it the more time that we spend with somebody the more likely it is that we're eventually going to face a challenge that's going to put the relationship at risk. And I know I kind of mentioned this earlier, but when you think about being a great communicator, people really believe that that means being good at talking. But really, it's being able to be extremely vulnerable and honest. And you need, this is the big part, to control emotions and any frustrations to describe what's kind of internalizing in you and to do that without blaming another person. So often one of the first things that happens in therapy is to work on I statements. A lot of couples will go in and they'll play the blame game because that's what they've known, you know, maybe in their partnership in the past. Well, you never put the dishes away. You never do the laundry. You never pack the kids' lunches. Let's say it was something like that. So you'll learn to say, instead of you, 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 turns into more of an I thing. I feel like I have too much weight on my shoulders because it's a struggle for me to do the dishes, do the laundry, pack the kids' lunches, and I feel overwhelmed. 
And then the other person isn't feeling blamed for not doing it. They'll say, wow, you do have a lot on your plate. I've been working a lot. I want to help you with the things that are really bothering you or something like that. And that's usually the kind of structure that happens at first, just so you can kind of recognize the feelings that you get because anger is not a primary emotion, it's a secondary emotion and it happens because you're feeling a different way at first and sometimes it, it can, the sadness or the frustration can leave your body so quick and just resort to anger. But that's not the initial feeling that you that you had. And a lot of times, as strange as it seems, saying I'm sorry is not like, it's not prohibited in therapy or anything like that, but it's almost kind of like if there's a real grievance going on and your partner says I'm sorry, how do you know that the sorry isn't just a good enough thing for them to say? Like, you don't know if they're sorry enough to not do it again or, you know, that could be kind of like hanging over your head. So, Usually it's a little bit more discussion than I'm sorry and it makes the other person feel really fulfilled that it's also, you know, whatever emotion they're having is internalizing inside of the other person. So there is real growth and like strength that happens like the backbone is rebuilt for a relationship. And those are just some things that I've learned a little bit over time and working every day to be a real like better vulnerable communicator to my friendships, my family, and of course my relationship and my my children as well. There's also this, you know, it's worth talking about the triangular theory of love because it just kind of helps your mind figure out where you are now and what needs to be improved upon. I mentioned it in passing earlier in this episode that everybody craves the feeling of complete love which is all three of these aspects of the triangular theory so the first is intimacy which is going to be like a closeness like a feeling of like a really closeness to a person the next is passion so that could be romance or attraction to a person like physical attraction sex and then the last is commitment so that's really more of like a logic it's decision of being in a relationship and to stay and pursue that relationship or like I talked about earlier you know maybe your commitment in you is like telling you no this is my hard line like I'm not I don't want it anymore and I I'm deciding that it's not it for me so with those three pieces there could be eight different kinds of love and the complete love is all three having intimacy passion and commitment in a relationship And non-love would be missing. All threes would be like an acquaintance or something. Liking somebody is only closeness. So you know about them and you like it. And infatuated love is only passion. So it's only attraction or sex. Empty love is only commitment. So you're just deciding to be there with no closeness and no attraction. Which I feel like that's where therapy was long overdue and now you have empty love in a relationship and I'm trying to prevent that for everybody listening. Empty love I think is really really hard to come back from but then the three that are kind of in between is romantic love and so yeah you are going to have intimacy, you will have closeness and you will have attraction or sex to another person but you don't have like what are we doing? You know, that that's kind of where you decide what is this relationship? That's romantic love. It's kind of like a mystery of you don't exactly know what it looks like. And can you go to therapy at that point? Mm, that's a question. 
I don't, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but if you can't discuss what a relationship is, I would say that would probably be your first point before you go to a therapist and they're like, what's your story? And you don't have one to say. That might be a little different and difficult for two individuals. So then there's companionate love as well. So yeah, you're going to have intimacy and you're going to have commitment. So you'll feel close to the person and you're deciding to stay, but you don't have any romance or attraction or sex. And I feel that is extremely common. Very, like it's easy to, not easy, there's real work that goes involved, but it's not new for a therapist that is experienced with couples to help these hurdles. So there's always a silver lining is that they will know what to do and how to help. And that could be why you're even listening to this podcast or stumbled upon it too. Maybe that is something that is what your relationship looks like. And then the last one is fatuous love, which means like a pointless love. So you do have commitment, the decision to be in a relationship, and you have attraction and sex, but there's no closeness. You don't feel connected to your person anymore, which could be extremely frustrating and is also very common for relationships. And I don't mean to be like a gray cloud on anybody's day. (laughs) I am a huge advocate of therapy for yourself, therapy for relationships. It's going to strengthen you. And it will help you maybe find yourself or find what makes you happy in your partnership. And there could be really difficult questions that come up and you're going to find a way to work towards them or through them. I have faith (laughs) that if two people go into therapy and they are committed to the other person or to working through problems, then you will come out on the other side. That's usually what your therapist says right in the beginning is are both of you here, you know, willing and and able to work on what needs to be worked on. And as long as that answer is truly yes from both people, then like congratulations, like there's, you're going to make it through what needs to be done. But I hope this was a little bit of a pep talk. And if you enjoyed this episode, like reach out to me. We're on Twitter the handle is at IA underscore pod POD. On Instagram, the handle is at Intimacy Advisor Pod. We're on Facebook, the Intimacy Advisor Podcast. And of course, you can reach out to me directly. I know this is this subject is a little, you know, it's sensitive for some people that might be new to this idea. I respect that. I understand that. I was there too. So reach out to me. My email is Haley. It's H-A-L-E-Y at loverslane.com. And I look forward to hearing all your success stories or anything else you need to say. You can go ahead and contact me. You guys enjoy the rest of your Monday and I will talk to you again next week. Lovers Couples that play together, stay together.